last time on side cannons. Illyria and Igor have made their way away from the castle. They've followed Chu's gang out into the forest, following Ravenu, this god, this direwolf god of the Pack of the Eternal Hunger. They find themselves now entering into swamplands. The Farem Islands lie in the distance. The two of us have managed a sort of double raid uh, on a caravan of expeditioneers that has been traveling from Dawn Greet. The first, well, we've got a bunch of hungry lichen, and we managed to grab some of their food supplies. It wasn't really a planned raid, and yet the hunger is with us. The second raid was just the two of us, just Igor and Illyria, trying to trying to find some things that we were missing. Illyria, having dropped some food and feeling a strong need to retrieve it, to return their standing with the pack. And Igor, seeing that one of the wagons here is a refurbished wagon that we used to call home back in the Expeditioner's camp. Igor wanted to explore to see if there was anything to be found related to his death, to his murder, in fact. And we find there is indeed. We spent most of our time underneath that thing. But it turns out that inside, a small wooden plaque containing a maker's mark with an address and a name written in the very same runes that were on the weapon used to kill Igor. We catch up now as Igor and Illyria and the rest of the Eternal Hunger Pack catch a glimpse of where Ravenu has been leading them this whole time. Squelching noises come up from our feet as the pack prowls through the swamplands. 
most of us have never been to this area, including some of those folks who would consider themselves to be locals to these forests. Chew, I'm getting a, a weird scent out here. Says Steel. Chew's right-hand man. Chew turns her nose up to the wind. I can't say I'm especially fond of it either, but... Ravenel. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Igor and Deliria trek toward the back of this pack. Illyria is once again in decent standing with the pack, having retrieved this keg full of bacon uh, and providing this crew with a hearty breakfast and probably more later on. Uh, the barrel that they retrieved has certainly been mostly raided, but but things have gone well. As we trek, Illyria talks to Igor. Igor, I see that you found something. What did you find? Igor has found a plaque containing a maker's mark, and a name, and an address. The name is written in this very same runes that were found on the murder weapon uh, that, that killed Igor in the first place, and the address is for a gate town called Fabra. It's fairly close by. Um, it would take perhaps a day's journey to get down there um, without a trail to follow, and I think Igor potentially uh, is, is sensing the proximity of this. Igor, how are you feeling? Knowing that uh, some information about these these runic weapons, so the ones that killed you, but also these these runic weapons that have kind of terrorized the forest nearby. How are you feeling about this right now? You've got some information about it. It would, you know, you're probably closer to the gate town than you have been in a long time, and yet, you know, it would require you to make a, an extra trek, potentially away from the group here. Because you know that Chu is on a mission, and Chu is not going to, you know, head off toward the toward this gate town, uh, while while uh, Ravenu is leading us in some other direction. Yeah, Igor is feeling a little shaken about it, and has got a yearning to go and investigate. Are you having any easier time reading the runes? We've got a few of them at this point. I'm, I could probably retrieve an arrow or two from Chu and give you a chance to study them. You got the rest of those items from Professor Ertrick too, don't you? Have you been able to discover anything more? Igor, you have quite an interesting collection at this point. Uh, you've got these objects, certainly, from Professor Ertrick, but you've got all of these uh, rubbings and sketches and etchings of uh, different runes and symbols from around Castle Vesperol and uh, from these Lucabrusca weapons and from this Maker's Mark. As we travel, Igor begins to inspect these runes. 
you take uh, one of the arrows offered by um, offered by Chu. You take a look at this Maker's Mark plaque, and comparing them all together, you can definitely see some similarities. You can see some common elements here. Uh, elements of sunlight. The explanation from Professor Brana was helpful. That was a challenge of three. Only flipped one tail, so your target number is one. You've got to meet or beat one with two. You've got one for basic effort, and then one because you've got this, uh, this, all of this uh, extra information that you've collected over time. <sighs> Excellent. That's two heads. Igor. Illyria guides you every once in a while so that you don't run into a tree, although as a ghost, you know, it's very possible that you would just drop what you're holding and pass right on through. But Illyria guides you, and you find yourself floating ever so slightly above the ground, looking down, examining these stuffing things into uh, your bag, and then pulling out new sheets of paper with these etchings on them. You're seeing, perhaps, uh, some commonalities between the symbols of the runes that you found uh, inside the, the castle. Down in the dungeons of Castle Vesperal, uh, these, these symbols created by whatever ancient group used to live in the castle. But they seem to be related distantly. As you examine the arrow that you're holding, this sort of crossbow bolt um, that was picked up from the Lycan camp that had been raided by Luca Brusca. These, these symbols make more and more sense to you. The name, the name that you are seeking, Cryonis. Jem says, maybe if Igor runs into the tree fast enough with the symbols sheet, it will mark the tree and he can make his own weapon. <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, y'all have, the, it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a, it's going to be significantly difficult. Um, you have only sort of just discovered these things, and uh, as we've discussed, runes are not quite like artifice. Artifice are sort of taking, uh, it's, it's guiding um, sort of natural magical energies, uh, or, or just, you know, big exit ma magical energies into objects and sort of, you know, keeping them corralled there. Runes are the process of taking your own power and imbuing them into something like this. And so uh, you as a pretty fresh magic user, I mean, we're talking so fresh that we don't even have a, we don't even have uh, a facet to reflect that yet. Um, it will be very, very difficult for you to find any success with this. And, you know, well, I, I suppose I will give you the opportunity if you wish, but it's going to be dangerous. I'll tell you that much. Jem says, I mean, we can dream, right? You certainly can. You certainly can. Um, Igor, with this new revelation, you look south, knowing that that bridge, that bridge you can see in the distance, it's in a haze, just there on the horizon. It's tough to see over the, over the water here. Um, the occasional ship creeks past uh, far, far in the distance. This river is miles wide, uh, an absolute 
monster of a river. Uh, but of course, this is where the waters from the realms of Resetus course in, from the north and the south. You can see this bridge, and you know that if you were to follow that bridge to the same shoreline that you stand on right now, you would find the gate town of Fabra. And somewhere in there, Cryonis. Ravenu pads to the bank of this river and uh, bends down to lap up some water. It's been a long trip and, well, a lot of the others taking inspiration from her, uh, a lot of the others in this pack bend down on all fours and lap up the water as well. Illyria bends forward, following the rest of the pack, and tastes this water. And it must just be the presence of Ravenu, because this water, which should be pretty brackish and rank, instead tastes clear and sweet. Igor, I'm really starting to get used to being around Ravenu. I don't know if that's a good thing, because it's going to be hard to say goodbye. Chu says, Oh, you don't have to say goodbye. Ravenu stays with us. Deep den, mother. Every time we stay together, every time we work as a pack, that's Ravenu. It's Ravenu guiding us all, each just a little bit, and as a group, we end up in the right direction. Whether it's to Happy Hunting Grounds, and uh, Chu pulls out a just a, a little side of bacon and and uh, gnaws on it a little bit, or to Sweet Water here on the banks of the river. Chu looks up at Ravenu with kind of a dreamy smile, and this massive direwolf, a, a direwolf to end all direwolves. The size of a small ship um, starts to pad off slightly to the north, and we can see, shrouded in fog and mist, the islands. The Faram Islands. Now, this is not a place that uh, many of us are experienced with. Let me go ahead and pull up the, uh, the, the map of the towers here. We're currently here on the banks uh, of this river. They are flowing southward uh, toward the eye here, this giant whirlpool that is the uh, uh, that, that is where the, the rivers meet. These islands, these islands in the in the river they are pretty well known by many as a hideout for pirates. Pirates uh, uh, sort of linger there and try to catch whatever is coming south uh, from the, the tundra and the, the ox bends up north. Um, of course, tributaries all sort of flow into this river from the north, and so um, a lot of the sailing trade that goes on is going to flow right through this area. and. These islands, the Faram Islands, they were once a an attempt to settle further. There was a, an attempt to build here, uh, build towers here, but the towers, the foundations sunk into the earth, and 
it was deemed largely uninhabitable. Now the only people who live here are people who don't really want to be found. Pirates, of course, people know this, this is well documented, but there are rumors as well. Rumors of other groups that might live here. Duskin. Ravenu pads off toward a little slip. Just a streak of mud, essentially, um, where it's a shallow part of the river, and starts to plod off toward one of the islands. Now, the land here is wide and flat. The transition between river and this little bank that is going to bring us across to these islands is virtually non-existent. It's, it's not much of a transition. There is not much here. It feels like the whole thing could wash away at any moment. Uh, it's just wide and flat all around us. Y'all can think the, um, the, the marshes in uh, Lord of the Rings that, that Gollum leads uh, Frodo and Sam through. You can think of something along those lines. Any of you been this far into the river? This muddy, uh, dirty but happy lichen crew treks across this flatland in a long line. Just dots seen from above following a, a large blob that is revenue. Um, these dots uh, trek across the water here and chew out in front calls back quietly because sound is carrying quite well over this territory. I've never been this far away from the forest. Any of you? I'm from a place a little like this. This is still water. We've got our own word for it, but our uh, where I'm from, it's Mostly quick water. Yeah, Gems, I think we had a, a, a momentary issue. I should be back now. I believe I believe things are back. Yeah. <laughs> and just sending me DMs. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, Illyria says... I'm from a town called Brackwater. And, Igor, you've heard this before, but the fact that Illyria is sharing this, it means that Illyria is feeling pretty close to this pack right now. Not surprising, I suppose, when you consider that their god is here and they've really taken Illyria in. Illyria holds up the shaft that was given to them by uh, the underbrush, this thing to remind them of home it's got these eels carved into the the upper end of it uh these eels that sort of their their mouths kind of affixed to the spearhead and uh, right now there's that spile in there making a pretty effective spear the town of brackwater is very small it's tiny <laughs> it's uh, certainly smaller than the whole school the school is many times larger than my village it's quiet. It's a bit like this. Very flat land. You can see for miles. And being on boats, 
although I've never been on anything that large. And Illyria points out over the water to some of the enormous galleons that are coming in from the north and departing from the towers in the south. I've never been on anything that large, but I spent lots of time on boats. That's part of the reason it feels strange to me to be a werewolf. I always imagined that... I don't know why. I imagined Lycan would turn into something that felt comfortable to them, that was like home. I thought I would be uh, a seal or something, like a Kelpie. But no, I am a wolf from a seafaring town. What brought you down south here? Well, I think it was the same thing that brought Igor up north. And Illyria sort of raises a brow at Igor. Um, they're not going to say anything more. They're going to allow you to share what you wish to, if you wish to. Um, but yeah, Igor, you may be thinking back to your own history. Uh, being from a gate town to the south of the towers called Vistretta, you were caught up with a group um, called the Wild Stallions, and you learned during a, a flashback, during a kind of a meditation back at the castle, you learned that, unbeknownst to you, your sister had kind of arranged for you to be moved out of, to be smuggled out of your gate town home uh, and out into the frontier. Something about disappearances back there. Jem says, is Igor feeling jealous? Chat, that is up to you, how Igor is feeling. Illyria is definitely sharing a lot here. It's It's been just the two of us for quite a long time, and, and now Illyria is sort of sharing with the larger group. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Y'all let me know. I'm curious about, I'm curious if, if Igor is jealous, uh, and also um, if Igor wants to say anything. Does Igor want to talk anything about where he comes from? Does Igor want to, um, uh, to want to, stay buttoned up and uh you know are you feeling potentially jealous enough not to not to tell them anything about yourself it's up to you i traveled down south i wanted to i wanted to see something of the world our fishing boats they don't travel like those galleons do and so i knew that if i spent my whole life on the boat i would spend my whole life Going out under the water, never so far that I couldn't see home anymore, and then I would come back to Brackwater and I would just find myself getting old. Brackwater is mostly humans and dwarves, and I had never even met an elf before coming down south. I just wanted to see something different of the world, I suppose. I wanted to see what the towers were like. I've always heard about them, but... I've never visited them myself. Just seen them on the horizon when we made trade trips down south to Don Greet and elsewhere. Jem says, I think Igor's not wanting to share. Let Illyria spill their beans if they want to have new best buddies. I'm keeping it to myself. 
Yeah, Illyria gives Igor a side eye here. They're not shocked, I suppose, that Igor doesn't want to share, but... Illyria is bonding with this crew right now. What about the two of you? All of you? Where did you come from? How did you find yourselves out here? Well, we're from out here. Yeah, Steele and I are both born Lycan, and uh, we're born in this pack, and so I was actually born at a camp a bit north of here, and Steele, well, Steele was born pretty far south, down a bit past Castle Vesperal, um, back when the, well, back when the front lines were deeper into vampire territory. We used to have a, a little encampment south of Dongreet. It was one of the furthest we've ever pushed before. And that's where Steel was born. Yeah. We were just south of Dongreet. Probably too close at the time. It wasn't a full pack of us. Just a, a small group. Including my parents. And, uh... Well... When I was born, there was a raid. They were barely able to get me out of there in time. And not everyone from the pack made it. We lost... We lost a few. We, we tried to escape into town because they had us surrounded. They, they weren't letting us get away into the forest. After they surrounded us and pushed us into Dawn Greed, they lit fires. Dawn Greed burned. Illyria looks over at Igor. We recognize this place that he's talking about. The, the southern edge of Dongreet was burned out um, by some accident, as far as we knew, long ago. Uh, it used to be uh, a larger residential area. Some of the some of the wealthier parts of Dongreet were there, and Dongreet has never quite recovered from what happened there. The whole southern quarter of the town kind of burned down. Marinver, that's a good question. Marinver asks, how much of what Illyria has said is new to Igor? Because I would think if any of it is new to him, he might be a little jealous. Um, uh, this is all stuff that Igor would know. I think, you know, Igor, I, I suppose, you know, Illyria might be putting it a little bit differently. Um, because, you know, with this with his crew here, it, it, things might mean a little bit uh, it might might mean different things to different people, but overall, no. This is all stuff that Igor has heard before that uh, Illyria and Igor have discussed at length, um, because uh, you know we were we were you know traveling companions. Yes, um, we sort of protected one another, but we were also really really good friends. Um, I would say that unless Igor, unless y'all feel differently about this, I think Illyria would have shared almost everything with Igor. 
I, I do think that Igor has heard just about all of this. I, I don't think there's a ton. I, I guess I will I will let you know if Illyria brings up any part of their past um, that is is news to Igor that Illyria has not shared before. I think otherwise you can kind of assume that if Illyria is talking about something in their past, you have heard it before. You've heard about it. We've discussed it probably multiple times because, you know, we were spending, we spent months together with each other as the only people we could rely on. And uh, as much as Illyria now wants to also be closer to the pack, um, Illyria, they have, they have been very, very close to Igor. Still, I, we spent a lot of time in Don Greeton. We saw that burned out part of town. In all that time, in your whole life, they never recovered. No. No, it doesn't look like they did. We haven't really been able to recover much either. We've certainly never retaken that ground. Down south there, that's... Well, the roads between Dongreet and Airlie, that's sort of what divides our territory. It shifts over time, but you can pretty well trust that's the line that gets held. Steel looks pretty pensive. Chu says, I suppose my story's a bit boring then, by comparison. <laughs> I was born deeper into our territory. Not quite so far north as to uh, step on any toes up in Wild Guardian's territory, but solidly packed territory. That's where I grew up, and before the two of us Steele and I were sent off to school. We uh, we didn't know each other terribly well. We spent a little bit of time running back and forth together as uh, he grew up, I grew up. Moving from camp to camp. That's just how our pack operates. But it wasn't really until we were sent off to school that we really felt close. Steel grins and Chew just punches him in the shoulder. How close is in like um I dunno. Like uh, like a servant, you know? Uh Steel just like snarls a little bit and jumps on her. Um They they laugh and they're splashing around here and Ravenu looks back and pants, wags her tail. Um <laughs> Gem says, can we just pause to absolutely appreciate Sam's voices? Hey, Gems, thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> I'm glad you like him. As the two of them tumble around in the mud here, um, uh, Illyria seems tempted to join in, but um, Igor is... I don't know. Igor's being pretty quiet. Uh, and as such... Um, I think Illyria drops back a little bit and uh, kind of falls in line with Igor and just sort of, I guess, sarcastically just goes, <laughs> bears their teeth at you, um, smiles. Are you all right? 
I know it's hard being this close to Fabra. I think before we head back to Castle Vesperal, maybe we can convince them. Once we've seen what Ravenu wants to show us, we can convince them to go south. Just close enough for you and I to go into Fabra and find out more about this. Maybe. And then we come upon what Ravenu has been guiding us toward. It reminds you a bit of Castle Vesperal. Ruins. A sprawl of ruins. Where Castle Vesperal clearly was an old keep uh, that has been poorly kept, this is an ancient sunken place. It's dark, it's gloomy, the ground underfoot is soft, and if you don't watch your step, you will sink in in mysterious places, just as these buildings have done. Clearly there was an attempt to build towers here. There are massive foundations sunk into the ground, uh, towers that were in progress, Evidence of construction is everywhere, but ancient construction as these towers lean and tumble against one another, taller than Castle Vesperal, certainly, and with more sprawl, but less organized as well. In most places, it looks like the intent was to be taller than Castle Vesperal, and yet, as we proceed through deeper and deeper into this swampy land, we find that the towers have sunk in more and more. Uh, doorways will open up onto puddles of water that look suspiciously shallow and yet must be much, much deeper, leading down into flooded lower floors embedded deep in the mud here. This is a spooky place. Revenue guides us between these sunken towers, up onto a hill. We stop at the foot of this hill, and up at the top, there is what appears to be the remains of an estate. Chu says, No, 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 I don't, I, I don't like this. Revenue? Revenue? Where are we? Why'd you bring us here? <laughs> Revenue just happily looks down at Chu and then looks back up at this estate on the hill. Steel leans over and whispers, This is... Well, it looks vampire. This is how they like to build out their land. Big estate houses. Surrounded by farmland, I guess. There looks to be ancient evidence that this hill, this large sort of uh, shallow hill, was once farmland, and... Looking down at the ground, 
there have been perhaps attempts to cultivate this once more, but the ground is thick with stricken vines and dead plants. The attempts were not successful. You want us to go up there? Listen, I don't know what Ravenu wants. Uh, I, I doubt it's to go up there, right? We can't be sure. We could stay here with Ravenu and see where... But Ravenu is starting to walk in circles slowly, looking up at the estate and back at us. You, you want us to go there? Revenue <laughs> licks Illyria, and uh, they sort of fall back into the mud here with a smile that quickly disappears from their face. Is the vampires? I don't know if I'm ready. Oh, I've heard it could be lichen too. I've, I've heard lots of things. Pirates, lichen, uh, vampires, it could be ghosts for all we know. Ravenu continues to walk these slow circles around the pack. Illyria says, I'm... Alright, I'm feeling stronger. Ravenu, thank you. Illyria looks at the rest of the pack and says, I'm willing to go. Uh, Igor and I, we're going to need some help later. We've got some things we need to investigate. I'm willing to go. Will you accompany us as well? When we have to travel down south, we just need to get to the gate town of Fabra. Just the getting the pack close enough that Igor and I can go into town and investigate this clue that we found. It's related to how Igor was murdered. And Illyria suddenly snaps over and looks at Igor. I don't believe that we've mentioned that Igor was murdered to this group. Uh, the conditions of your death, this may be the first time anyone has said it, and yet Illyria has just spoken it out loud. One of those, it's not really your news kind of things. Um, I will leave it to you all how Igor feels about that. Um, but Igor is looking for anything useful. Igor, that is a good question. How are you going to go ahead and try and discern what's useful here? You are standing um, in a wide open, it might as well be an enormous puddle. There is occasional movement uh, of the water, but for the most part, you are in deep swampland. Um, uh, there are trees that grow straight up out of the water, it seems, uh, that hang down over it and uh, conceal, uh, could conceal any manner of dark swampy creatures um uh, other trees you know further up on land have this sort of skeletal nature to them the water is still and muddy and the ground is very low this big wide hill in front of us this is one of the first sort of 
notable actual pieces of solid land. It's soggy and uh, soaked, but it is solid land nonetheless. Up on it, uh, of course, you can see that there was this attempt at uh, an estate. The whole thing is leaning dangerously to one side as it seems that the front of the foundation has sunk into the ground. Indeed, looking up, if you squint, you can see that the front doors, the, you know, pretty opulent, if old-fashioned, uh, the, these double doors at the front, they're actually mostly sunk into the ground. There's only the, the slightest bit of an arch remaining above the ground level. The rest of it has sunk into the islands here. Igor says... That was my news to tell. It, it was. It was, I'm sorry. Illyria looks a little bit lost. Ravenu continues to walk these slow circles, and as she does, this water is coming up as a fog, and Ravenu is looking less and less visible all the time. Ravenu, you're not leaving us, are you? You're not... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we supposed to do this alone? Ravenu is fading. The, the light here changes as Ravenu begins to give off a deep moonlight glow. Not the shine of the sun, but a glow of one of the moons. The moon that blessed Ravenu. And that same blessing that was passed on to the rest of us. This moon glow affects all of these eternal hunger lichen a little differently, but all of us feel stronger and bolstered for it and comforted at its closeness. The glow gets brighter and brighter, stretching out across this plane of water reflecting in the tiny ripples. And then after a moment, when it's just too bright to see and we've all squinted our eyes shut for just a second, the fog begins to blow away and Ravenu is gone. All the lichen here are feeling pretty good about all this. Okay. All right. Listen, with Ravenue gone, I guess that puts me back in charge, doesn't it? She grins. Uh, Chu looks at the rest of the pack here, who are all grinning straight back at her, including Illyria. And if I'm in charge, I say we follow what hunger wanted. We're going up to that estate. We're not going to go loud. We're going to be careful, all right? We are well-fed we don't need to hunt. If you need to grab something to eat before we go up, do that. But we're going in quiet, all right? As a matter of fact, I want to take some time to plan. And uh, Chu leads the group over underneath one of these 
willow-like trees that grows directly out of the water. The bark down at the bottom is soft and mushy in the in the constant wet, um, but the the branches of this tree are willow-like and hang down over the water, just gently uh, uh, tracing little lines as a gentle breeze occasionally rolls through. Not often. And underneath this tree, we sit in the muck and the wet and make our plans about how we're going to approach this estate. Ruins of sunken towers lie all around us, and uh, it's like being on the floor of some enormous forest. Looking up at the trees, of course, these ruined towers, these attempts, uh, look like enormous tree stumps. We might as well be mice wandering through a redwood forest. Now, I don't know about you all, but I don't feel great about just waltzing up there and knocking on the front door. Partially because I think we'd have to swim through about 10 feet of muck to do it. Now, I think it would be better if we spent a little bit of time camped out. Now, I'd be willing to listen to other ideas because, frankly, I don't know why Ravenu wants us here, but I'm feeling good about our chances. We are blessed, you remember? We're blessed. Surely you can all feel that. Her eyes pass for just a moment over Igor, um, and she looks a little bemused. Uh, maybe Igor can, maybe Igor can't. Um, I would say, Igor, you don't feel terribly different. This all continues to feel um, very risky, but it is putting you a little bit closer every time to uh, where you need to be to investigate your own death. I'm sure we can all feel it. We've been successful so far. We've found the provisions that we need. And we needed quite a few of them. Revenues led us where we need to be. We just need to find out why. So. Steel? Thoughts? Um, I think we could head up into one of these old towers and try to get a vantage point. Maybe we can make camp up there and hopefully spend some time observing, see what there is to see. All right. I think we give it a day. Otherwise, we're uh, we're going to run a bit low on provisions. Of course, we brought provisions with us, but it was only the provisions that we could bring on foot, which is not a ton. Uh, Illyria was able to rescue this keg of bacon, which is going to fully carry us through the next day here, uh, this, this day of potential observation. Um, Chu looks around and would like to know if there are any sort of competing theories and any competing ideas here. Um, Igor? What would you like to suggest, if anything? Um, do you do you like the this plan that we've made so far? Are we thinking, no, this plan is terrible. We want to try something else. What is it you'd like to try? Or is Igor feeling some some other kind of way about this whole mission? Illyria says, I could probably scout my way through. 
I don't know if we all want to go together or if we want to maintain this hiding place until we find a suitable spot to overlook, but I can move through water without troubling it too much. We learn that young. Of course, uh, a ghost could probably do the same. If you wanted to accompany me, Igor. Illyria looks hopefully at Igor as uh, Chu and Steel discuss with the rest of these Lycan um, what their responsibilities are as they begin to prepare to make camp. Alright, so we're not camping here, but we are going to be camping shortly. Everyone check what gear you got on you. Uh, Bobby and I have got these packs, which we might be able to find something useful. Maybe some tarp or some some kind of cover for us just something to keep out all this damp we probably don't want to light a fire because I think we're we're close enough that if anything lives there we're gonna be spotted and we know there are pirates around I would love to not meet any pirates well maybe just one or two pirates as long as we can take them you think you can take a pirate? I uh, know. I, I think maybe all of us could take one or two. Pirates are some of the most wretched, cutthroat uh, swordsmen. And, yeah, but but there are a lot of us, right? And I think yeah, we you know we've heard a lot about pirates. They can they can fight, sure, but it's got to be all bravado. You think it's all bravado? What you've heard about pirates? I think pirates are probably good storytellers. They're probably good at getting the word out that they're like the biggest, baddest news. That's because they are the biggest, baddest news. No, no, no. Listen, I think it's stories that they tell, stories that they keep up about themselves. Bobby says, Um, I saw a pirate one time. You did? Yeah. Yeah, he was... Um, he was running, and then, uh, he jumped into a trash can, and he came out, and he said, Ah, the treasure. I don't know, I don't know if it was a pirate just because he mentioned treasure. I think that's just a story. See, a st this is what I mean, stories. I think pirates are good at, like, getting their message out there that they're this big, dangerous group that where there's treasure, like, you can pretty much expect pirates are going to show up. No, no. Steve, what are you talking about? These stories exist for a reason. Yeah, but have you ever seen one? No. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, Bobby has. Chew, Chew laughs. <laughs> Bobby hasn't. He, he sounded like a right bastard. Real, real terrifying fellow. Yeah, Bobby? No. Okay, thanks, Bobby. Illyria? Are you and Igor going to go scouting? Illyria looks at Igor and says, Um, yes. We will. Uh, we'll be back soon. Um, and do you have any... Chew kind of cuts them off. Yeah, we got signals. Let me 
Let me run you through a few of them. Um, over underneath the edge of this willow, uh, Chu starts to run Illyria through uh, some of the signals that they use when they are hunting. Some of these sort of very canine noises that often come up. These chuffs and barks and little howls. Uh, things that sound pretty natural. They, they, of course, are not doing this at volume, but uh, Chu does try to communicate to Illyria how best to signal if we are in need of help, uh, if we need them to come to us, if we need them to wait here so that we can come to them, uh, things that they want. This gives Igor uh, a little bit of time. You've got, um, you know, maybe maybe 20 minutes, a half an hour before we are set to go out and scout. But Igor, what does he like to do during this time? Igor, our little ghost lad, um, you have had quite a time. Now, the fog here is doing wonders for uh, not having to get burned by that icy burn of the sun. It's still not great, though. Um, we are we are approaching probably uh, we're, we're probably approaching nighttime here. Um, the the sun is probably low in the sky, but of course it's all gray above. It's very hard to tell. Um, the shadows are all desaturated. Everything looks sort of almost black and white with very little color. We're underneath this tree that sits in the middle of this mirror-flat marsh. And what if I get separated from you? How will I signal for help? Well, you can certainly try these signals. Um, I don't know. How's your howl? And she raises an eyebrow at you, uh, kind of quizzically, maybe, maybe gently ribbing you. You've got a pretty good howl, do you? I suppose it's a ghost. I've heard some pretty good ghost howls being at the castle. They don't necessarily sound like him, but oh boy, did you carry. Otherwise, uh, I don't know, what's in your pack there? Got anything useful? Illyria and Igor are going to go off by ourselves and scout out for a tower. We need a tower with a good vantage point. Illyria keeps one of the packs. Keeps this spear. And the rest of the gear here uh, stays with the pack. It has been a little while. Of course, we had our raid on the caravan, but, well, that felt like just sort of retreading old ground. Now, Igor and Illyria are, once again, teamed up on our own little mission. We're gonna come back for the for the uh, for the pack here. Once we've found a decent vantage point, once we've found a uh, one of these abandoned towers that we can use as kind of a crow's nest to look down at the rest of this space and to keep an eye on this estate to see if there's anyone living there and how dangerous they might be. Illyria glides through the water gently, without the bulk of the lichen. Illyria does indeed make very, very few waves, very little disturbance in the surface of this water. Um, it seems that that childhood growing up uh, along the water in Brackwater, well, that is coming in handy. 
Um, and uh, Hen asks, so it's dark, eh? No dry grass around to set a light. Um, I can certainly tell you it, uh, it is dim and uh, you know, the, it's it's sort of like approaching sundown, probably not quite sundown yet, but it is it is just dim because of the fog. Um, uh, the fog does limit some visibility. Uh, so dark, sort of, but definitely hard to see. Uh, and then there is absolutely no dry grass around to set a light. There is nothing dry to set a light at all. <laughs> Nothing is dry around here. I would say wet is maybe the most significant characteristic of everything here. Just very wet. Just, just real wet, y'all. Igor glides above the water next to Illyria. Now, I think, I think I'm going to make some flips here. Let's see just how stealthy we are. I'm not gonna tell you precisely what the challenge was here, but the target number is only one. Not bad, so. Um, let's see, who's leading the way here? Um, Igor, I'll simply ask you, how are you feeling about all this? Is Igor feeling all right being, uh, like, will Igor feel fine being kind of the, the number two on this mission? Or is Igor kind of thinking like, okay, it's stealth time, that means I take the lead. Oh, it's pretty darn humid, Hen. Uh, it is, it is kind of humid, but it is quite cold too, uh, which is part of the reason why we need to get out of this muck and uh, find ourselves a place to camp out. Somewhere to huddle down. Um, I'll say that Illyria is in the lead unless uh, chat wants to tell me otherwise. Now we have got these these three coins. I think I'm gonna go ahead and flip one at a time here because burning might be significant. This might be a might be an important moment to burn. Illyria takes the lead as the two of us trek across the water. Igor floating just above, Illyria making very few waves. We head toward the nearest tower. It's not terribly tall, but it is tilted in such a way that uh, some of the broken out walls up at the very top of it are going to make for good vantage points to try and spy the estate. One heads. So far, our stealth mission is going well. We don't see any activity from the estate. As a matter of fact, one might swear that it was totally abandoned and potentially has been for centuries. But, well, we know Ravenu led us here for some reason. The second out of our three was tails. Now we got to decide, are we going to flip this or are we going to burn this? We can't flip it and then burn it. We got to decide right now, are we going to flip it or are we going to burn it? Um, this seems important enough to me. Let's go ahead and burn it for that full success. So um, I will go, I'll take the hit on this one. Um, I'm going to knock one off of self-taught expeditioner. 
So I've just got one. I've got uh, of my four energy. I've got one each in each of my three facets. Okay, now uh, that that was mostly for stealth. Now we just want to see if uh, if we can find a suitable place. Which that is not going to be terribly difficult. There are lots of opportunities around here. So let me just flip one coin. It is tails, uh, and so. Um, uh, Illyria has been doing, has been very careful. Um, for the last 15, 20 minutes or so, we have been quietly moving from place to place. Underneath these hanging willow trees, uh, behind massive broken bits of stone that are sunken into the mud, um, that if we lean up against them, we can almost feel them shift slightly. There's no sense of how deep down they go, but well, we know how tall the towers are. Were these failed attempts? Are these just as tall and sunken hundreds of feet below into the mud? Illyria has to push pretty hard because this area is just deathly quiet and all these sounds, any sound of splashing makes quite a bit of noise. It almost echoes through the fog. Illyria is sweating by the time we reach this tower that, that looks promising. <sighs> Igor, do you want to go up above and see if it's got a good vantage point? I'm feeling pretty winded. Igor, you gotta beat one. Let's see how it works. Um, uh, I know there's a little bit of lag, so chat, let me know if, uh, if you've got anything else, anything different from this that you would wanna do. Um, but, I think uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have Illyria's help here, and you've also got your, your ghost facets, which I think are gonna come in quite in handy because, well, Lots of lots of slippery uh, steps here. Not terribly important to a ghost. Okay, here we go. That's only one head. That is a moderate success, which means that our, our quest here, well, it's gonna leave Igor with a decision. Igor, you gently float up the stairs in this tower. Inside, we move through an archway, which is half sunken, and Illyria stays here looking up into the tower. It tilts dangerously toward the estate, and the large spiral staircase, um, the, the stairs themselves are not large, but it takes a wide arc all the way around uh, the inside of this tower. There were clearly landings here at some point and entire floors uh, full of dark timbers, but these timbers have crashed down below some ages past and they now just sit rotting on the surface of the water trapped inside this cage of stone. Up above, a little bit of that silver gray light peeks uh, from the mist through the, uh, through the stonework and it appears to be only one very tall story, but only one story up, and it looks like that'll be about uh, 50 or 60 feet. You head up there, and 
Igor, you can see that there are other towers that might be a possibility, but with a partial success, with a weak hit, um, you can kind of see that this is going to make for a pretty good... Um, uh, this will make for a pretty good vantage point, but not a great camp. Um, the ledges are narrow. Most of the camping will have to be done on the stairs that go back down. Um, so just sort of a, a line of lichen sleeping on the stairs. That is probably what will have to happen if you choose this place. Um, it's not going to be terribly comfortable or warm. And so the question is, are you going to stay here? and say, you know what, this is the tower, um, and uh, accept its faults, or do you suggest that you risk another bit of stealth uh, and try to find a new tower with a better vantage point and camp? Igor, what do you see? Does it look safe? Is there a good view of the estate? Do we want to do we want to risk spending the night here, or do we want to risk another uh, another sort of uh, run across the water here? Uh, more possibility that the two of us are spotted uh, to try and find a a better tower to spend the night in. What do we want to do, Igor? Uh, Hen says, "Well, Igor doesn't seem to be very happy with Illyria and the gang, so he might not mind their discomfort too much." Well, I think that's a pretty good point. I think that's a pretty fair point. So, um, but we also got to maintain our standards. This is true. <laughs> Hen, I don't think you can be ambivalent about this one. I think you, one, one of y'all in, in uh, Team Igor, and by which I mean anyone in chat, uh, I need y'all to pull the trigger on this one. This is your choice. This is the, and that's the tough thing about weak hits. I love giving y'all a, a tough choice to make on that. This is, it's a passable lookout spot. It's not a great camp. Maybe there's a tower around here that's both. Um, the, the, the coin flips will decide, of course. What do we want to do, chat? Let me know. Uh, Hen says, ah, extra risks are always fun. Let's find something better. Igor says, let's find something better. All right. Illyria wades over and uh, half crawls half swims through uh, a little window that's mostly sunken below the water out the other side of this tower as uh, Igor comes down and joins them <sighs> alright you lead the way on this one Igor, you are leading the way. Let's see how challenging it is. Ooh, target number is two this time. It feels strange having to be so quiet here because the mist, rather than sort of dampening sound like mist usually does, instead it seems to pick it up and echo it up into the sky. 
and across the water. It's also strange to feel the need to be so careful and stealthy with a seemingly empty estate in front of us, and yet Ravenu led us here for some reason. We know what kind of strife we're coming from. There just might be people inside, and those people just might not want to be very helpful. Alright, Igor. Meet or beat two. First one is a heads. Alright, now as we as we explore this next one, do you want to burn if this one comes up tails? That will get you to a partial success at least. Uh, not a full miss. That's two heads. Alright, you can burn to be sure of a success, or we can flip and, and risk the partial. I'm gonna flip it, but I'm not gonna look at it. Uh, and y'all can let me know. Do you wanna do you wanna burn or do you wanna keep it? You think we keep it? Says Marin Bear. Fantastic. Well, you made a good choice because it was heads. All three of them were heads. Come on, Igor. Igor takes the lead this time and uh, guides us over to the next tower. This one is shorter and narrower, but as we reach the inside, it seems to be a bit more upright um, and it does have a surviving second floor. Uh, there is a, a third floor up at the very top of the tower. It'll make a pretty good watching spot. Uh, and the middle might make for a decent camp here. Let us, let's just verify that this is going to be a decent one. Ooh, that's tails. All right. Let's see. We're, we're scouting this one out. This one might not be it either. It's possible. Um, Igor, you scout ahead once more. I think uh, of these three coins, we've got to be able to manage at least one, right? One heads. Two heads. Yes! Igor, this tower will do perfectly. It has got a, uh, a small observation deck up at the very top and a sizable room in the middle on the second floor uh, that will do just fine as a uh, vantage point here. You don't know how deep down it goes underneath the water into the mud, but that's not terribly important as long as it doesn't fall over when we stand on it and it doesn't seem to be doing so. Um, it is tilted a bit, but uh, it's going to offer uh, sort of a, a clear interior um, with a, a damp, but you know, relatively dry floor. Um, it's gonna make for a good camp and a good vantage point. And that is where we decide to lead the pack. As we go retread the ground that we took to get here, um, the whole pack moves very quietly and we enter this tower. We enter the first tower and, and move through that one by that same little half-sunken window and move out toward this second tower. And as we file into the second tower, um, Steel sets a watch order and uh, sends them up to the top of this tower to keep an eye out. We certainly don't seem to have been spotted. The vantage is not at the front of the estate, but then again, that front door is half-sunk into the ground anyway. This will give us a good chance to see if anyone goes in or out, if there are any lights that come on as the darkness falls here. Meanwhile, Chu sits and uh, goes through some of the items that we've got in our packs here. We are able to procure some good tarps to cover the windows and make this a good spot to settle in. 
Chu advises against a fire, and so uh, instead we just huddle up for warmth, uh, staying close to one another. Igor is largely unbothered. This cold doesn't really mean anything to you. The sunlight doesn't feel great, but this cold doesn't really mean anything to you at all. Um, and as we settle in here for the night, the sun begins to set. Lichen eyes begin to droop. It's quiet. It's still. The occasional wave slowly rolls through the swampy water. The occasional wind rustles the leaves of the willow tree. And as night falls, and it gets dark, no lights emanate from the estate. And all is quiet right up until the moment that the screams and howls begin. <laughs> don't know who, if anyone, can still hear me right now. Um, I may have to change up my stream schedule because I think the additional burdens of uh, of having casts here at home um, on our internet might be might be doing some wild stuff here. We shall see. Uh, <laughs> Louise, I am glad that they did. Um, I don't even know who can hear me right now. Um, Cass is potentially going to be on a more regular schedule, but uh, we shall have to we shall have to explore options. I am, of course, going to continue to work on the uh, the new router situation, and maybe that will solve it. I'll try that before I decide to officially like overhaul my streaming schedule. But you know, my my uh, my life is changing a little bit. Uh, just you know, with with uh, um, you know Cass's new job, and so like we, we may have the opportunity to reschedule some and. You know, that might work out best for us. We shall see. Um, but like I said, before I do that, I'm going to try and uh, gonna try and do this router thing. We're going to give it a shot. All right. Uh, it is clear to me that this stream is not going to survive here. Um, boy, would I really would have enjoyed having an opportunity to talk about the RP server but it doesn't look like I'm gonna get that chance. So, uh, that's it for me today. <laughs> 
if y'all aren't over in the RP server yet, please go over there and uh, check it out. You do not need to create a character to take a look around. Um, you only need to create a character if you wish to join in. Uh, right now, we are taking a look at the, um, the, the adventures of the Pine Pelican, this airship that is about to depart from the towers. Um, and uh, yeah, for... Yeah, I mean, Hen, I, I, I would accept that the only people who are who are here are already people who know all about the RP server. Marin, Sander, Horse, y'all know about the RP server. Y'all know what's up there. So, um, I think I'm going to...